My head looks so fat. Welcome everyone and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 124 entitled Alone Revisited Part 1. This podcast is all about not being alone and keeping others from feeling alone. Why do we feel alone? What makes us feel alone? What happens to us when we are alone? Why do some people not understand that we do feel alone? Why does it bother us when people try to help us but it doesn't help? We'll be talking about those and other topics this and the coming weeks. We're taking an in-depth look at why we feel what we feel and what happens when we are alone. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice, and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk to model rejoicing and mourning. And we then hit the main topic. So while it may not be 1215 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Lunchtime in Rome. You know, you said follow us on all social media. All of it. That's not possible. That's true. Why? We're not on TikTok. Not on Snapchat. Rumble. Uh, We're not on Rumble. (laughs) We're on Rumble. I don't even... (laughs) Rumble and... I don't even know what that is. We're not on MeWe. Is that a thing? It is. That's amazing. <laughs> I love the things I don't know. I love how disconnected you are, Chris. <laughs> it's great. Sometimes it's really great. Yes. It's great. Hi, every guy. Every, every guy. Every guy. Every guy. <laughs> every, hey, every guy. Hey, every out guy. There. What's up? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start actually with my food today because my food is a little depressing. I went for the, uh, the barbecue slash grilled chicken breasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, bone in. Tonight. And they turned out a little dry. And I didn't, like, the temperature wasn't bad. I mean, it got a little high at the end, but barely. And I took them off. So, Jay, maybe you can help me out. This is my theory. My hypothesis is that I had the heat up too high. And so, like, even after I took them off, they were, it was just too hot. And it they, it overcooked. On the grill? Yeah. Well, okay. like, and then even after, like, those five minutes after or whatever, mm-hmm. like, it just. So, what did you, what temp did you take them off at? Well, I was kind of in a hurry, so I had... Well, I, I, I thought you meant the grill. The grill was... I, uh, no, I mean the chicken. Like you said, it one, was... I was aiming for 165. Sure. And they got a little higher than that. Right. 166? One, six, one of them was 166-ish, and the other one was probably 170. Oh. Mm, that's not bad. No, it's going to go five. For, for chicken breast, that's not bad. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Bone-in skin on. Uh, I took the skin off. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if I had to guess, where'd you get the chicken? Aldi. Yeah. No, it's not great chicken. Well, I mean, I get my chicken at Aldi, but I mean, if you're doing bone and whatever, that chicken could have been. And I mean, uh, it's not good chicken. Do you always go thigh? Yeah, that's yeah. I've well, never we've done... been we've been. I know I, the thighs are my favorite, but we've been 
trying to steer clear and go breast meat. Naturally. Naturally. Sure. Natural breast meat. Right. So that's my slightly sad story. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Wait, that was your food story or that was both your food and your bad? <laughs> that was just my food. Okay. Uh, now for the real story. Um, I'll, it's the, Again, I've done... You know, we, I know we all do this time to time. I feel like I've done it every week forever. Uh, what's good is bad. Um, we dropped Ben off at college on Sunday. Ooh, yeah. We talked about it a lot last week in the podcast because that was, mm-hmm. you know, that's our big transition what college? happening right now. Oh, Pitt University. Yeah, buddy. University yeah. of Pittsburgh, actually. Ever heard of it? Yeah, that's true. University of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. everybody. And um, it, it was a great day. That was the wow. good, actually. I guess I'm certain good. Yeah. It was a great day. We got to spend like seven hours down there with him. Um, he was. I, I celebrate with you, but as you say that, I'm like, if it takes us seven hours on Saturday when we drop Joe off, I'm going to die. <laughs> it wasn't a must thing, though. It wasn't like, oh, we had to spend seven hours. It's it was... so funny that your head went there and like Ben's like, this is the worst day ever. My parents, seven, seven hours leave. with me. No, not I know, I know, not I know, I know, I know. We are not so what's joining this, what's him. What's the story all about, Chris? <laughs> so, we we first of all, he's moving in early because of band camp. So yeah. he was the only one on his floor moving in that day. Oh, that's and, awesome! Yeah, it was really really calm. So that was a bonus in and of itself. And um, you know, we got to help him set up his room, and you know, that only took an hour, but it was a Sunday. Parking was free. Like, it was every little thing that was just awesome. Like, oh, we don't have to move our vehicle because they're not, like, worried about it today. And it didn't matter which lot we parked in on campus. And then after we moved him in, we just got, like, we got out his schedule. And we're like, here, hey, let's go through your your Monday, Wednesday, Friday routine. Like, where are you headed? And and so we, like, walked his route with him. Did, you know, the Tuesday, Thursday classes. Where are you going? Walked that route. Sort of just saw things, got a feel for campus. I think he was feeling really positive mm-hmm. about it. You know, we were too. Got to go out to dinner with him in Oakland. Like it Where'd was just go? a good time. We went to Stacked Burgers. Ah. It was very good. And it's nice because he still has a week before his roommate gets in too, right? So yeah. he can kind of adjust. To Pee in that. the corner. Yeah, right. Mark, mark, mark <laughs> territory. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, that's that is kind of a nice transition. You're not. You know, you're you're going to get yourself a little bit more comfortable, and then you welcome a roommate in, and then you can deal with that too. That that that's a lot of overload to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, and I mean, Jay, maybe you'll talk about this, but or maybe next week you'll end up talking about it. But like, I was thinking about Joe, and I'm like, man, it's going to be a busy day for him, and I hope it all goes well and everything, because we kind of lucked out that it's. Of course, he doesn't have a roommate, so he's he gets to go in on his own and like Correct. just set up things his way too. So that's a bonus, right? Yeah. But um, that was the good. And, of course, the bad is now Ben's gone. And even mm. though he's only 20 minutes away, it's like... He's not there. And we just moved him in on Sunday. That's three days ago. I feel like it was like a month ago. Yeah. I'm like, man, I've been missing Ben for so long. Mm. Oh, my gosh. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird... Wow. And have you done things already like, all right, Lily needs to get... We can ask Ben. No, we can't mm-hmm. ask Ben. Like, yeah. you know, just the simple thing. Like, I always say... Whenever you feel what you feel or when something big happens, it's a lot. Like like when my kids weren't at the beach with us this year, you were like, can you tell me, you know, you asked me and Alexis to do that. Um, to enjoy. Right, right. Like, we're like when you're, because you, you said whenever, you know, you, you like, hey, let's go down to the beach, kids. Oh, my kids aren't here. Register right. that. And then we talked mm-hmm. about it. But anyways. Right. No, yeah. my point is that there's always a lot of doing. Like, 
you know, having Ben not be able to drive Lily somewhere shouldn't matter that much. Right. Yeah, but it does. Right. It's every, <laughs> well, there's so many little instances like that where it's, it's, I mean, there's the convenient sure of that of like, oh, my son can drive and now he can take his little sister, you know, here and there. So we miss that, I guess. Mm. But just at least right now, yeah, the yeah. bigger part is the relationship yeah. is like every little instance where you think of that. And so it's almost like a breakup. You know what mm. I mean? Like it, mm. it's like every time you think of something, then you're like, it hits you again. Like yeah. You're like, oh man, I yeah. lost that. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, um, that's what I'm going through right now. Yeah. It's mm. kind of, it's a little, it's that's heavy a on my mind. That's a lot. Yeah. And you started back to school today, not with the kids, but it was right. kind of yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday was my first day. Reentry. Yeah. All, yeah. So it's just a, it's a, yeah. not to go on last week's theme, but sure. Midst of lots of transitions, right? It's now. a lot of emotion, a lot of, a lot of checklists and things to do in your head. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, hmm. Oh, hey, Eric. Hey, Chris. Uh, this, this week's bad is Maggie is in, she's not three yet, but she is in the three major, uh, season is what it was, what we've heard. Um, she has been pretty tough. Like everything that is, uh, hot is cold. You know, like it's the opposite. She's ahead of the curve. Then she's already. Yeah, she's. Thanks, Chris. She's. she's uh, I always said she's really advanced. She is. Yeah. She she does seem to be advanced, but man, she is really putting up a fight with Amy and I, and more specifically Amy, um, which gets you twice. Right. Exactly. Because like I'll get it from mm. Maggie sometimes, but then she gives it to Amy more often, and then Amy um, has to has to deal with that, mm. and that's tough. Um, and you have to deal with Amy being upset. So you have a daughter who's being oppositional and a right. wife who's being hurt. It's the best. Right. Um, and you work in the house. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Um, so there is that. And that is not great. And I don't love it. Um, and I appreciate the uh, acknowledgement of that. Um, I will say I don't want all of that to be overshadowed by... The incredible weekend that we had for Amy's 40th birthday. Um, I had been planning her birthday for a long time. Long story short, Amy Amy's birthday is September 13th, but we had to celebrate it this past weekend. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it. Just had to be that way. And she wanted a girl's night away. We had that. And then we had the rest of the, the families come up and we had a fun night uh, for that. And she had the best time, and I'm so glad because she so needed it coming off of our vacation of being parents elsewhere. Like, we've, we've mentioned that before, or at least I, I feel like we've mentioned she that She got before. her vacation like, after her trip. Right, exactly. Like, you know, we went to the beach, but it's very much parenting at the beach. Um, whereas this, we didn't have mags. She could let loose a little bit, and, you know, we didn't have to wake up. At seven thirty in the morning, we could sleep in, and and that was fantastic. So I rejoice in that so much. Um, Kudos to you because I know you did a lot of planning and and celebrating of uh, her in that whole process. I, I gotta so. be honest, I was pretty anxious like about the whole thing because like I was like I want this to be great, and it was, and I'm so glad. 
Um, so, so happy yeah. to be a part of it. And you could you could right. see it in Amy. I mean, she was just she like, was she, uh, she loved it. She loved it. And that was my main thing. Is like I just want her to love it, and she did, and that was awesome. Oh, you're a good husband. I try to be. Uh, sometimes I fail. Um, but that's okay. And uh, <laughs> I'll mark that one down. Um, but uh, my food. For the week. Hmm. You know this is coming each week, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What? No, I'm going to go with my my original thought of... I needed to get back on the carnivore horse this week. And specifically this week, because we had vacation, and then we had that little bit in between, and then we had Amy's birthday, and this week, Monday hit. And I was like... I got to get back on it because a couple of reasons was, and yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll blow up myself. Um, so after, <laughs> after vacation, um, I, I weighed myself and I was 10 pounds heavier. Wow. Damn. But that's not because of the way I ate on vacation. Cause I didn't yeah. indulge crazily. Right. It's because I didn't take my synthroid. My my uh-huh. well my ho- Pur- my hypo or... no I forgot, I forgot my synthroid uh, okay. my hypothyroid medication Your hyper hypo so I gained like ten pounds mm. wow. over the course of vacation where in reality I gained like three like it it was very well, much like it eh, seems about right what does that what does that mean that's like it's like water weight or something right like you exactly sh- so, so you can shed it quickly once right. you get back on and, track and or what's whatever. interesting is like I took a picture of me myself. And Mags and Amy, <laughs> six and, of you, right? Six of us. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, dude, I'm having all the drops today. <laughs> uh, um, but there was a picture we're on the we're on the uh, the pier at Sunset Beach, uh, beach, <laughs> and my head looks so fat. <laughs> Mark that one down too. Eric, my, you're the best. I know. Wow. My head looks so fat, and I'm like, my head does not look like that right now. Like that, that's not the way it looks. I've seen my head on camera. Like that's, it just doesn't make sense. And then it clicked. I was like, synthroid. Haven't had it for a week. This is what happens. I got fat head, Eric. Well, and so, <laughs> and Eric, oh and for for you two, let me tell you how right he is. Yeah. Now he has hypo, which is underactive thyroid. Yeah. I have no thyroid right i do have a thyroid it just don't work right i for the first time in years if not ever to my knowledge i forgot to take my synthroid on sunday yeah and it was okay fine i take it monday it's not a big deal you don't notice it whatever right but monday morning or monday night somewhere in that time period i weighed myself five pounds yeah wow you five, five pounds, pounds this in crazy. one day wow it's crazy. and so since then i've done nothing but go to the bathroom Wow. Uh, standing. <laughs> but, and I'm, and like yesterday I was down 3.9 pounds. Right. Wow. Right. So, that's, dude, it's crazy. The so water you, weight is insane. Yeah. So, yeah. So imagine if I went a week, I'd be right back to FAD. But anyhow, um, because of what I used to look like back in that Asian dad, because I got squinty. And that's what Bella said, not me. Sorry. <laughs> so, my good would be, um, <laughs> 
my good would be also Amy's birthday party. The the Airbnb that you um, acquired was unbelievable. It was great. Uh, it just yeah. kept going and going and going. It so was like fun. the Clue Mansion or something. Um, <laughs> great for hide and seek. Yeah, pool table, uh, foosball, just hot tub. It, it was just really a really cool place. Yeah, uh, it's, I think unfortunate that it was like so rainy and stuff on on Saturday morning. It would have been really cool to wake up to a sunrise and just all the mountains and stuff but i mean that the friday night going up there i got some really good pictures um of of the mountain ranges and stuff and so it was just it was really cool it was a great place we had a great time um like you said um my bad would be um you have good fights in life that you have to fight and um there there's for me there there's something that i'm fighting now <clears throat> and it's a good fight it's worth it but at the same time you know part of you is like i don't want to fight this i don't want to be a part of this but i have to and so that requires energy it requires you know just an extra gear extra focus and so mm -hmm. that would be and it's not bad it's really not bad it's actually i feel you know doing it it, it gives you a little bit of purpose it gives you it kind of energizes you so it's not really bad but it's like I don't really want to have to be engaged with this, but I have to be engaged with this. It's something extra and yeah. tricky. Right. And yeah. Right. And, and, and from a certain point of view, something that I just shouldn't have to fight, but you have to fight, you know, circumstances outside of your control sometimes um, force you into positions where there's no other option. There's no, there's no resting on your, on your hands and saying, all right, whatever, you know, no more going along to get along. So that's, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there. It's, you know, it's not really worth it. So, um, the food would be, um, kind of a, also what's good is bad. Amy's birthday. I woke up and made the worst bacon I've ever made. Um, I didn't, I, 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 is that what that I'm, was? I'm really good at, I'm really good at making bacon. Um, Excellent. Yeah. But you I, are, dude. We, 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 I didn't yeah. have, I didn't have my stove. I did cause I, I think it was electric too. I, don't I think know. it was electric stove up there. Um, there was also no, uh, aluminum foil, which uh, is very so, important. Uh, yeah. It was, it was really important, uh, which I didn't realize how important aluminum foil was to the bacon making you know. process. On the flip side of it, when I got back, I banged out a um, a pound of bacon. It was probably the best bacon I've ever like, made. You're like, I gotta do this. Right. Just to, I gotta, just to I gotta redeem myself. Right. Ethan and Abby are like, Daddy, can we play? No. <laughs> bacon, gotta make it. Um, so yeah, so the I make really good bacon, and it's not hard. Yeah, you do. 400 degrees on a flat on a flat pan. It's almost impossible for me. Yeah, it's so good. Because um, all my pans, once they get to a certain temperature, they go, they go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Well, it's still. So, so quick little story about the pan that I use. It was when I was delivering water, I would get Christmas tips and things like that. You know, people give you money or chocolates or whatever. Well, I delivered to a pan company, Premier Pan, out in Moon Township, actually Crescent, um, not a sponsor. They gave me a giant cookie sheet like a cooking pan. you're saying those pans don't twist and go wobble they don't i've i dude i've used this so I much i don't believe it that company has to prove it to me <laughs> <laughs> um i i got connections let me see what i could do um but yeah they gave me a pan one year for christmas and i was like Ugh, a pan come on one of the best things i've had so mm. very key to your bacon making process yeah okay it's, it's really thick like a really thick metal pan you hit somebody with this you're gonna bust their nose all right thought about it yeah 
So for me, uh, this is the first week of volleyball. So we're nine to one every day, which means I got to be there about eight to one thirty. I don't know if you guys have ever heard. I don't really get up too mm-hmm. early in the mornings, and even when yeah. I have to get up early in the mornings, I don't go to bed well at night. So the Sunday night into Monday, Monday night into Tuesday, we're both just terrible amounts of sleep does your synthroid affect your sleep too oh if so, i don't take it yeah oh forget so do you, it do you feel screwed up sleep wise no nah, the only thing I, i've never noticed it i mean again i've only missed a day maybe well that's the only one i know that i've ever mm-hmm. missed right there's been days where i've it's like five and i'm like did i take it so i'll take another one because mm-hmm. i'd rather have too much than not enough i mean do you do that with five hour energy too no um <laughs> so anyways go to sleep so tough then last night, I had a good six and a half hours of sleep ahead of me, and I had three either disturbing or bad dreams mm. that woke me up each one. Mm. And I was just like, is that what we're doing? Like, my body's like, oh, no, we're not. We're not resting. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. But yeah. volleyball's been good. And yeah. we have 32 girls trying out. Wow. I know of every other sport that has girls in it right now has nowhere near the number they need. Mm-hmm. Um, like tennis, I think someone said had two. Mm. Mm. soccer has 16 and two are hurt mm. we've got 32 and that's wow. it's it's very rewarding it's very mm. affirming because we've changed a lot of the things of what we've done and literally each each morning we have an emotional need of the day that we focus on nice because i said to them Look, as a team as a team that's awesome. i mean let's be honest i'm the one focusing on it but i encourage sure. them to do that like yes you're putting was a, it you're putting it in their, in their correct. wheelhouse um and so i'm just excited about that and, and so i do try to sew into their lives and i try to lift them up and we talk about all that and i hope that's making an impact because sure. some for most coaches it's the sport and that's it mm-hmm. not every and i'm not talking about Penn hills i mean in general right um so i'm excited about that uh now flip side of that is we've got to cut seven day girls mm-hmm. and of course who do you have to cut uh the ones who are the sweetest and nicest mm-hmm. and and i tell them you're all born to be great at something and it's my job as your coach or as a coach to figure out if it's volleyball right and if it's not volleyball then i'm doing you a disservice by keeping you on this team mm-hmm. now is that true yes is it very manipulative and self-serving yes it is um but it's true and so there are, at least there are other sports these girls can go to mm-hmm. um and we're doing like it, soccer we're doing it face to face yeah i do it that way the cuts oh yeah yeah and what we'll do is we'll bring every girl in front of todd my assistant and myself mm-hmm. because i don't want it to be like i call your name you know you got cut right so tomorrow night and then next week when we make second rounds of cuts i'll be dealing with angry parents but whatever mm. And church is good, and I did a wedding this weekend in between going back and forth to Ohio Pile, uh, six trips on the turnpike in 29 hours. Wow. Um, and if if you would grade a performance, it might have been my best ever. I just, it was just unbelievable. Like, I would be sitting, I'd be standing there, and I would be like, I should say this. And I'm like, all right, I will. <laughs> and it was just, it was wonderful. And so the flip side I already referenced is I'm exhausted. Like, yeah. I'm just running. I mean, all the way from last week. Yeah. You know, starting Thursday and just and weekends are busy for me anyhow. And so I'm pretty toast. And food wise, nobody cares. Uh, all the same stuff, though, for to get a little more fiber in my carnivore diet. Now that I'm seven months into carnivore, I've been doing spinach and I've been sort of working on that creamed spinach that we had on vacation. Ooh, super good. Um, getting better. at That was it. really good. A little squeeze of lemon, a little parmesan. Was there bacon in that? A little bit of bacon. Yeah, sure, a little bit of bacon. bacon. Yeah, right, a right, exactly. Um, and so that's all good. Um, you know, being on vacation was great. Having so many 
people there sort of combining vacations was great. Mm. And what's amazing is you can be surrounded by people like that and you can still feel alone Mm. and you can be from a huge family and you can still feel alone. You can work with a great team and have a bunch of people and still feel alone. You could be on a volleyball team with 32 other girls, still feel alone. And I think being alone is so unbelievably overlooked in our world and our society because it's not tangible. It's not diagnosable. And that is why one of the main reasons why we started this podcast. And so what we wanted to do as a team was to sort of revisit, really break it down. What is it to be alone? People say, I feel lonely. Oh, well, you should get a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you should get a new friend or whatever. Yeah. Guess what? Some of the loneliest people I know are married. Mm-hmm. Some of the loneliest people I know have great jobs, have a great team, all those things. Mm-hmm. So what is it really? And can we identify it and how can we fix it? Mm-hmm. And what is the impact it has on our life? You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, who wants to be lonely? Well, eh, there's times mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd want to be lonely for a minute or two. Right. And so uh, we are going to go into that this week and really for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And can I please come out of the gate with something that like it hit me? Um, and it's one of these weird things. Look, my pool talk about it all the time. Love being at my pool. But there's times where I sit up there and it's just me and I feel so alone mm. because the pool's a pretty cool place to be. And I'm up there looking at the stars and I'm seeing shooting stars or, or the space station or whatever, you know, and it's, it's, and I'm, I'm like, man, I really want other people to enjoy this. I really would love to be able to be um, talking to people in this moment and sharing this moment, you know, and I think that's something Mm -hmm. that kind of follows me around wherever I go. And I mean, you guys know that I'm down for a good time and I'm down for being kind of the life of the party down for an average time. Yeah. Let alone a good time. Um, I'm down for a time, you know, but, but a meaningful (laughs) time with other people, whether it's partying or good, whatever it might be. And then I think one of the things that drives me so much is that I do feel alone when I'm not engaged in that or when I'm not engaged in something um, that I'm, you know, really excited about. And, and that's it's a weird look because I, you know, I'm also pretty content within myself. You know, I, I can be by myself and I can, um, you know, I've always been like that. I've always been able to kind of go out into the, the, the sandbox and play for a couple hours, you know, and I still feel like that as an adult. Still do that. Yeah, I still do. Right. I, um, but, you know, that that it was a it hit me. I don't know this this year when I was up at the pool, I was like, I, I have this and nobody's joining me, mm-hmm. you know, and that is a perfect illustration mm-hmm. of sometimes the shame that comes with feeling alone because mm-hmm. somebody listening right now is going, oh, you feel alone in your gorgeous right. in-ground pool right that is you know manicured yeah. and clean it, it is what it is though. robots but it is it's, and it's you what do it feel is it's where it is and that's why i've talked about you know ceos that i met with back in the day donors and young life some of the most lonely people in the world yeah um and so what we want to look at is we referenced it you can go back and listen to probably at least two podcasts on where do hurts go mm-hmm. because if you're not hurt you're not alone if everything's fine you're not feeling alone Right. Unless you are literally isolated. Right. Because again, being alone is not necessarily, for lack of a better term, geographical. Mm-hmm. You can be downtown Pittsburgh, Manhattan, wherever, feel alone. Right. And it's also not even social. You can have relationships with tons of people and still feel alone. And what it comes down to is experiencing the hurts and to a degree, 
the joys of life, but having nobody join you. And so what we want to do now is look at where hurts go mm-hmm. and just start there Yeah, and revisit, boy, what is a hurt, you know, in definition mm-hmm. and then where do they go? So a hurt is any of the emotional needs that we have. And yeah. I don't want to go all the way back to explain all the different types of needs, you know, physical, spiritual, intellectual, emotional. I'm not going to go into detail into all those, but I will say there are emotional needs. And yeah. I have to state that because we know people. Mm-hmm. especially the worst kind of people, Christians, <laughs> who say, oh, I have my Jesus, and if you're really close to God, you don't have any emotional needs. Hogwash, bullcrap, you are in denial. Right. So when we are hurt, it is having an emotional need that is not met or taken from you. Now, gentlemen, you experience a hurt. Again, uh, not met. You want a hug? Nobody hugs you taken from you the space station falls on brian's pool right okay his his need for security was taken from him didn't really happen by the way theoretical maybe it did i haven't heard where does it go from there where does a where is the first place that the hurts go after you experience that hurt mine goes to guilt great what about the first place (sighs) oh (laughs) <laughs> it goes to uh, something before guilt. Well, Brian goes to anger, and that is the first place. Is we get is you can get angry. Yeah, you know where you're. So ma- there is a hierarchy of where that like cause, you mean sequential. Yeah, depending um, on the person. Because when I right, explain it to somebody, I, like I go in the, the same order right. with self condemnation being last. Mm-hmm. But is, is there there is a no? And Chris, I apologize because I did just well, I did say the first. No, because if you don't experience it, like if you're not an angry right. person, you never experience anger. Right. So you skip over anger. Mm-hmm. But like, but typically, well, anyhow, anger is no, one no, no. of them. Let, I'll, I'll give a, a real life situation. So like, the space station lands on Brian's pool, takes out Chalupa. Brian is angry that the pool is ruined. Right. Chalupa being gone. By byproduct of living life on the earth. There you go. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like that's what it is, okay. right? But that doesn't deal but with the sequ- sequence. It is not inherently anger, sequential. Guilt, fear, and condemnation. Well, Self condemnation. Those would be all four of them. Right. Yes. Right. So we can get angry that our fears or that our fears that our our needs were not met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can get angry that somebody would do something or that the universe would have Brian's the space station fall in Brian's pool. You can get angry. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we go to fear. Oh, my gosh. If that can happen, mm. well, then this might happen again. Or something as simple as I wanted a hug and they wouldn't hug me, whoever it was. Okay. And again, theoretical. So the next time you want somebody to hold your hand and you're afraid to even ask because my need didn't get met. I met with somebody this week, pre-marriage teaching, and they said my parents didn't come out <clears throat> to do the tasting for our wedding. And it was the only time they could that everybody would have been together, and and they struggled with a little bit of support from the parents over the years and attention. And he said, "Well, it's no big deal." Mm. He said, "Because I said to them, if you can't make it, it's fine, because they live out four hours away." And I said, "And why did you tell them it's no big deal?" And mm. he just stared at me, and I said, "Because it was going to hurt too bad mm. if you said it was a big deal and they didn't come." Mm. He's afraid to say, "Mom, Dad, I need you to be a part of my life." Yeah. Again, is that a is that a huge momentous thing? But mm. you can see how he was afraid to explain what he needed. Sure, mm-hmm. kind of trying to manage his own expectations so that he doesn't hurt as bad when he it actually doesn't come into play. Right. When Absolutely. It That's what yeah. it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Defense. 
from and, past hurts. Yeah. And so then we go to guilt. And that is, well, it's my fault my needs weren't met. And then lastly, we said, you know, self-condemnation, you know, um, is when you feel like, so the difference is with, with guilt is it's my fault my need didn't get met. But with condemnation is I don't even deserve. Mm, right. I'm not even quality of a person. Now imagine in any situation and we go through how many hurts in a given day. I, I, countless. Right. Mm-hmm. Some aren't that big of a deal, but it's still a hurt. Yeah. So imagine you experience one and predominantly two of those things. Anger, fear, guilt, self-condemnation. You feel that and there's nobody by your side or there's nobody who understands or it's a hurt that you can't share with somebody because we experience a lot of hurts yeah. that we don't want to share because very often if we do, just like with him, if I say to you, man, I had a really bad day. This is what happened. And you go, I don't know. It's not that bad. Okay. Now I'm hurt mm. and I'm Twice. alone. And you're telling me I'm wrong for feeling that. Right. Or Eric, you say to me, well, but you know what? Here's what you need to do. Mm. And we go back to the uh, podcast on emotional responding. Right. You know, there are many different ways people poorly respond. Well, there's four ways people respond <laughs> poorly. Or I say it to Brian and he goes, oh, yeah. You know what? I was at my pool this afternoon. And I'm like, yeah, I was telling you my story. Mm. So now I've learned I don't even want to do that. So there's different times we're hurt. We can't even, we don't want to share or boy, it's a hurt that kind of we brought on ourselves and we know it. Yeah. And so we're rendered with hurt feelings, hurt emotions, emotional needs not met Mm -hmm. and nobody's around us Yeah. or we can't be honest with them about it. You know, nobody's around us. Number one, number two, if we share, we're pretty sure they're not going to respond well. Mm Mm-hmm. And number three, they may not respond at all, or we're ashamed of what we did, so or what happened to us. Can I can I share a story that happened this week, please? Between uh, myself, Ethan, and Abby, my two kids, right? Ethan's that's, the that's older between brother. Between you, Ethan, and Abby, so right. yeah, right. Well, he won't mind. Um, he's been Ethan's pretty sarcastic. He's a button pusher, and he's that's kind of his default, right? And I, he gets it from me. I do that. It's part of it's a defense for, for me sometimes, but he gets that from me. However, I know when and where to use that. He doesn't. So he's just been pushing and pushing and pushing on Alexis and uh, my wife and, and and on Abby. And he can just be really mean with it. Mm. Really mean with it. You know, and he's the older brother. And and um, but there was a sense. And it's, it's been building and building in me where, again, my hurts go to anger. Um, so it's been building and building in me. They've both been home all summer, especially this week. It's been raining like crazy all week. They haven't really been out. So he corners Abby in, in our downstairs bathroom, which is right across from my office. And he flings water in Abby's face and she gets really upset about it. Like she gets upset and, but she also like, she'll defend herself. But this time she was really upset and I lost it on him. I started screaming at him and I made him come and look at me while he took it. Hmm. And like he, I could see him just kind of shutting down and I could feel myself going, all right, you got to make the point, but you can't do it this way. And so, and Ethan has a high need for respect, um, as do I. And so I calmed it down. I apologized and you know i recognized in him that i was disrespecting him by how i was talking but he still needed to hear the lesson right right 
And I said, you got to take this like a man, but I apologize for how I presented it to you because I, I wouldn't want to be talked to like that. Mm. Um, and, and the whole time, like I'm looking at Ethan, but right in the background, I can see Abby still in the bathroom and her back's to me and her back's to Ethan. And she's just kind of like huddled Ugh. against a, um, a, the, a hand towel, um, just not moving at all. Mm. And so Ethan and I worked it out and we had a great time and, and honestly, like credit all of this for us being able to diffuse that situation. Um, and what, but one of the things I said to him was everything you do there is hurting her in some way, shape or form. You're inflicting damage on her mm-hmm. and you have to be a peacemaker because you need to heal rather than hurt. And, Perfect. and, and, and so that was one of the points we made, you know, but I wasn't making it very calmly. So anyways, we worked it out, water <laughs> under the bridge. I got, I went down. You, after, so to you speak. need to be a peacemaker. As I say this very, well, that's, really. like, <laughs> yeah. as I started to say it, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Same <laughs> now thing. that's not this podcast, but I want to point out that is how hurts and emotional needs just freaking snowball yeah. and get out of control real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he hurt her, mm-hmm. you hurt him. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah. you might go to Lex and say, "This is what happened," and then it goes from there, and it's just right. so well, fast. And, right. and in a lot of in a lot of cases, and a lot of people that never do this or or don't know about this or don't practice it, that would have been the end. And then the grudge would have been there, the hurt would have been there. But I wanted, I knew that I had hurt him in that instance, so I went and talked to him. We worked it out, and you know, shook hands. But what I found fascinating was later on that night, I was putting Abby to bed, and I said, "When I was yelling at Ethan today, what were you thinking?" Because you didn't move. You didn't mm. turn around. You were just kind of, you know, in a, like a, uh, uh I'm not doing it, you know, right. I'm not going to make catatonic. it move. Right, right, right. right. Deer right. in headlights, right. like, didn't know what to do. Yeah. And she was like, I was sad Ethan was getting yelled at. And I was just blown away by that answer because mm. I was coming to her defense. Right. Right. And then the whole time she's just sad for her brother getting yelled uh-huh. at. Man. Which is just, you know, a testament to how healthy she is. Um, and then we talk that out. Mm. So, you know, I, I think that's a, to me, it's kind of like the, uh, an all encompassing, not all encompassing, but a, um, there, there's a lot to that interaction that if we didn't have what we're talking about right now, Abby would have felt alone. Ethan would have felt alone. And then I would have felt alone yeah. if we didn't really, you know, instantly come back together and say, mm-hmm. all right, let's bring it in, you know? Yeah. Wow. And it's it is very dependent upon what need is being not met or taken from you, because in that case, you know, Abby's need for security and respect and belonging. Mm -hmm. Do I matter as your sister? Apparently not. Mm -hmm. You know, respect. uh, Nobody wants to have water thrown on them. Security. All of a sudden, I thought my brother was okay, And now he's you know, he's okay with me and he's not. They're all taken from her. And so nothing is done. Then she sits there and worries because those feelings aren't getting, those needs aren't being met. But then Ethan, okay, security, respect. Hey, if dad flips out about this, what's going to happen if I, if he finds out about mm-hmm. whatever it is a 14 year old hides, because right. they all do. Sure. And so in each, it depends on what emotional need has been taken, but they all manifest themselves back into hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And therefore, if there's nobody there alongside us, we feel um, alone. Christina Madden, great friend of ours just instrumental in loving us through the tray years and everything else. She wrote, sometimes I know for me, I feel bad because I feel like I'm burdening someone when I talk about my hurts. Mm. Christina, thank you for your open, open and honest and vulnerable comment. That's real at the table. What do you, what do you guys hear in her statement? Sounds like self self condemnation. Yeah. Because why? 
She's saying she's not worth she's it. She's not worthy right. of being able to unload her burdens. And it's such a burden to other people that it doesn't matter. Why? why? It, like, man, that that's a burden that keeps on snowballing. Like, oh, sure. Right. You can self-condemnation over and over and over again. Like, <laughs> you can feel bad and then feel bad about being feeling bad. Right. And then feeling about Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah. I mean, you guys don't know her, but I do. And man, it, that's one of those things that makes me sad because... She is very worthy of, of having somebody share her burdens. Mm. And uh, Christina, tune in next couple of weeks. We'll, we'll talk about why you feel that way. Yeah. But, um, you, and see, I want to say, don't feel that way. <laughs> and I have felt like that a lot of my life. Yeah. And that feeling of, is anybody going to listen mm. or am I going to bother them? Yeah. You know, you don't think somebody's, you're going to bother somebody if you haven't bothered, if somebody hasn't been bothered. Yeah, mm. and so I I, I mm. just wish more people would listen when people have issues and, and would join them in that. Can I ask real quick? Do. Sorry, as a response to that though, like like you don't want to tell someone like Christina to not feel that way. Correct. Is it okay though to be a little affirming and say you do matter? Yes, and your feelings do matter, right? Yeah, I would. Even though with... you can then say like. But it sucks to feel that way, and that is a hard place you to lead be. with the sucks. Okay. We talk a lot here about comfort, but affirmation is almost, not quite, but equally as important. And it's so, one of the most beautiful and underrated things, I think, in our world today. Yeah. Well, it doesn't exist for the most part. <sighs> and it's so beautiful doesn't. when you can do that to somebody, right. for um, somebody. So I would lead with, I know this doesn't make sense to you, and I know... That you haven't been treated this way, but you really deserve to have somebody or somebody's mm-hmm. who you can talk to because you're great and you're awesome and you've been wonderful and all those things. And it's really hard to, it can be really difficult to foster a, a close group around you. Like, you know, it's not, it's not something that can be forced, you know, it's, and I think that's a tough thing for people like this happened organically. Right. You know, and I am so thankful for, and we've talked about this many times, but I'm so thankful for this group, um, you know, because we do have diverse opinions on things, but at the same time, at the end of the day, we know that there is a trust here. And if I didn't have this, I mean, man, and so I I do pray for that for people, Um, you know, and we've talked about that before. And I do have like a a personal example of, of feeling alone. And I've talked about this before of like, you know, I'm on a team at my job with very accomplished people, like very well educated. And I don't have the same education as other people, but I am on the team of very educated people. And I can't go into too much detail, but I was sought out by another company to do what I do, where I do it. And the company that I work for came back in a big way of, Hey, we would love if you would stay here and keep doing what you're doing. And it's crazy that that should be enough. Like that should be enough of validating that, that you no longer have that insecure. I don't belong here. Feeling. Right. And I don't feel alone. I feel like, Oh, I'm part of the group. Nope. But I don't. Mm. Right. And like, that's like, that's crazy to me. And like, like, Everything that looks at me like, or everything that I look at in terms of, you know, looking at the numbers of whatever I look at, like that makes sense 
that it should be complete validation, and yet it's not. Because your hurts are so fundamentally right. deep in your DNA. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it, And, like, it just boggles my mind that that's a thing. Well, and so our past really amplifies our present. And what I mean by that is yeah. if for some odd reason or for some, anytime you're hurt in that need for belonging slash approval, mm-hmm. because you are so predisposed by so much rejection in your life, so much inferiority complex and mm-hmm. having that pressed upon you, yeah, how much more alone would you feel if everybody at work went, you know, to do a, go to a lecture or something and they didn't invite you? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's a lecture because they think I'm too dumb or whatever. Yeah. So, whereas for... Like, it would be crushing. Right. It for any of us, crushing. we'd be like, oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah. And you would just be like, I'm going to go suck my thumb and die. Yeah. Um, and that's why for wherever you are historically, your hurts. You know, we each have... There's 10 primary emotional needs. You can go to lunchtimeinrome.com relational needs questionnaire and find out yours. Whenever you do that, Whenever you do that and you find out what your needs are, the ones that you've been hurt historically, when you are hurt in present day, leave you feeling even more alone. Because it's not just this moment I feel alone. Mm -hmm. It's a reminder of all the times this need wasn't met. And again, it's not not cognizant. It's not in your brain. It's not in the forefront of your mind. It's way deep, you know, in your amygdala and your danger zone of saying, look, this is going to happen again. You've got to be careful. Um Jeremy Scott commented today on her post and he said the recovery space is incredibly lonely. I can only assume he means recovery um, from addiction. All the feelings and emotions you've never dealt with and the consequences of your behavior. And that's what we're sort of talking about. Those, those things you can't share with people because you don't want to face them yourself. Right. Suddenly that you're suddenly forced to deal with. Yeah. Gosh, Jeremy, thank you for, for commenting that. Because that's being vulnerable, and it's, and that you're ashamed of decisions you've made. You're ashamed of things you've done. So, who in their right mind is going to go to somebody and say, "I feel really bad about all these things I did"? Because nine times out of ten, what are you going to get? Good, mm, right? You should, right? And you haven't even. I mean, you're in recovery because you've been using to numb the pain. Mm-hmm. of all of that stuff and that's where our hurts eventually go our loneliness will lead to destructive behaviors in our life yeah and yet we feel ashamed of those destructive behaviors and jeremy i hope you don't feel ashamed of what you did um the decisions you've made i'm not you know i'm not gonna yeah. go into detail i don't know any details but that is a perfect example jeremy of being alone that here i and now here he is doing the right thing I replied to him and I said, look, any, every day you're clean. Every day in recovery is a victory. Yeah. And so there's got to be some affirmation, Chris. Mm. And, hey, it, is, you know, it isn't easy, but, man, we're proud of you and, yeah. and you got to keep moving forward. Yeah. And why I think one of the great benefits of going to meetings in recovery is so important because they get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, and they let you know you're not alone. Uh, we had a, a another person comment. Um, her name is... Uh, <laughs> A Lynn. <laughs> no, you can you can say it. Amy uh, H says mornings can be lonely at times. Momming, momming. Right. Yeah, yeah, momming, especially in the morning. No, I just misread it. Morning. <laughs> no, I read the exact same <laughs> he thing. Said morning. Yeah. Sorry, actually, no. It does say moming. <laughs> yeah, right. I would. I, I read that as morning. It's momming, but it is momming. Okay. 
Some would say being a mother, but let's not talk about grammar. I wasn't prepared for that. Yes, I have an amazing husband. That's me. That is always there when I need him. But recently, he didn't take his Synthroid medicine. <laughs> and he's not as appealing to me physically. Oh, no, no it doesn't say, say that. I have an amazing husband that is always there when I need him. But there are times when I feel so alone in a room full of people. Yeah. Mm. And so, whereas you have somebody like Jeremy struggling with addiction, you have somebody, um, you know, people who have done things, quote unquote, to deserve their loneliness or their hurts. Yeah. But then you have somebody who is a mom, a mom who is so grateful to be a mom. And a great mom. And so great mom. when you go Gosh. to say to somebody, I am just so tired, how many go, oh, I know, I'm so sorry. Right. We went on vacation together and there were times where I would look at her and I would see it. It would just be oh. that that moment. She's like, she's just a shell. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, you're we're all here doing this and you are right. somewhere completely different and being alone in that. And yeah. Brian being alone up at his in-ground pool. Oh, poor Brian. Yeah, right. You know, Amy with a great husband mm-hmm. on vacation mm-hmm. with tons of people who don't who not only love her, love her daughter and mm-hmm. do help mm-hmm. yeah and you're just tired right? yeah. and you feel alone because ain't nobody getting up at 6:45 on vacation how well, about those moments oh i'm sorry well i was go? gonna say since like since she wrote in i feel like i can be you know a little bit more transparent um you know she she's expressed how she feels and then i i kind of panic inside because and of your need for acceptance, being loved, even though you've made a mistake, you hear her words as you're not doing good enough. Exactly. And I need to fix it. Mm. And that's my, that's kind of my go-to reaction of like, well, we, well like, let's do this or, or let's do that. And like, I go into that mode versus like, just mm-hmm. saying like, oh, right, right. I'm with you. Like Maggie is a bear right now. Like, like she just wants me to sit in it with her. And like that, that is that is very much where we are right now. And, and then you combine that with the fact that her hurts go to condemnation and guilt. Right. Right. So she already feels bad. Right. That she feels bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's double, double the action or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And again, absolutely. nobody's sick. Nobody's dying. Maggie's a beautiful, healthy Every, girl. Everybody's good. Right. Every, and she's a, <laughs> right. She's got a little bit of the three nature going on, but right. guess what? That's what two and three year olds do. Right. And that's kind of where, where else I go is like, this, this is the world that we live, that we're living in right now. Like she's going to be defiant. She's going to be that, that hard three major kid. And that's where we're living right now. But Right. And that's like something parents can relate to. Yeah. But it's also, you know, when I read Amy's comments, I read it as, you know, just being on the outside. I'm wondering, oh, what moments is she talking about? Yeah. Like, We've had those moments, and and you, oh sure, it's a normal parenting thing. But man, you are out with your kid, and she's throwing a temper tantrum, mm-hmm. or something's happening. I remember those times when my kids were younger. Yeah, 
I would feel incredibly alone. Right. And like not and everybody's and, watching yes, you and, and you it's, feel it's alone. a certain kind yeah. of alone because yeah. uh, obviously you're not alone because yeah. the reason you feel that way is because everybody's eyes or at least right. you feel you're not physically like alone. everybody's right. eyes. Because right. everybody's like, uh, I've been there and they're right. walking by, but you feel and like you every, feel yeah, like you feel oh, that heat man. on your face. Everybody sees on my face. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody sees what a horrible parent I am, you know? One time Hunter my brother Tommy um was at Penny's the mall i think when it was still in the middle and hunter i think it was hunter threw a fit and he was three and he's in a snowsuit and he's throwing a fit <laughs> and he's got to meet jan out by the food court and he's got a he's got you know maggie in one arm or something i don't know he's yeah, got yeah. No, you know so hunter throws a fit he's laying on the ground won't get up middle of the mall uh in the middle of pennies, pennies. Or middle yeah in the back of the store and so Tommy grabs him by the cuff of his pants, yep. of his uh, the foot, like right about the bottom of his pant leg, and drags him on his back <laughs> all the way to the food court. Now, Tommy probably didn't care. Jan hears screaming <laughs> as she's out by the food court, and she just goes, don't let it be Tommy. Don't let it be Tommy. <laughs> so he wasn't hurt, but Jan was. And Hunter's scarred to this day. <laughs> So the idea is, and he still won't wear a snowsuit. Never. (laughs) (laughs) The solution to, uh, spoiler alert, being alone is having somebody join you. And that's what we talk about each week here. It's what the definition of comfort is joining somebody in their emotions, attaching comfort Mm. to the hurt. We always say grief, but to the hurt. Having somebody not fix you, not advise you, not ignore mm-hmm. you, not criticize you, and not explain to you, mm. but simply be what? Emotionally with, with you, you. Yeah. in that moment. Yes, maybe also affirm you and let you know that you are worthy and that that shouldn't happen to you. Um, so what happens when you don't have that comfort? When you experience a hurt, which by definition hurts. Mm-hmm. And then you look around and nobody's there. Yeah. Or you can't share it with somebody because you're afraid or because you don't feel worthy or you're just too angry or whatever else. Now, that simple little hurt has been magnified mm-hmm. and we feel lonely. Now, that's in one instance. Imagine if it happens over and over right. and over again. Right. And that's why so many people feel so lonely. And it goes, that loneliness goes to a lot of bad places. I- yeah, I always think about as we talk about this, um, it, it's it's like you live your life with the death by a thousand small paper cuts. I mean, and there, there's definitely some gashes in there. There's major scars, but in a lot of cases, and that's why, like with Ethan and Abby, like in that moment, I was like, this isn't going to be a major scar, but it's a it's a it's a cut. And if we don't address it now, you're going to bleed out. And right. you know, I, the more that you see this, the more that you do walk around, and you just see people bleeding out. You know, and they're 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 hopeless. There's they 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 don't know why they're bleeding out, but they don't know what to do about it. And so this is such a healthy thing because, all right, let's 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 address that little paper cut. Let's address that little paper cut. Let's join you here when this happened. You know what I mean? We'll talk about it later. But you know when Jay or when you were down at the thing and and the guy asked Rachel, how did Jay? You know, what do you have to? How does Jay feel in sixth grade or whatever? And oh, when we learned how to that comfort. whole story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you've you've told it before, but like Rachel was like, I'm sorry, you're scared. Right, I can't imagine she, how alone you felt. And you broke down in tears Soft. because at that point in time, that little paper cut, which was a big deal, was addressed. Right, and you know, we're just all 
walking wounded. Well, and it, that's a great illustration to bring up because my ex-girlfriend from college would say to me, you know, Jay, it's okay to cry about that hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, That's why? not stopping the bleeding. Right. right. Why? It's not going to go yeah. anywhere. Right. right. And now to this day, I can tell the story that it happened and it doesn't hurt at all right. because mm-hmm. there's been comfort attached to it. Mm-hmm. Right. You used the word amplified uh, and it, it made me think of like, it's like your brain is an echo chamber. And if it's got nowhere to go, it is just bouncing around. And I know I've mm. done that to myself. Like I, something will go wrong or I'll do something wrong or whatever it is. And that I experience, you know, some form of hurt. Mm. And if it doesn't go anywhere, it is just like a ping pong ball. Yes. Inside my brain. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rethinking it yeah. over and over and over again. And yes. it's crazy. It's painful. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, to finish with a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say tech talk or nerd talk or science talk, the book that I'm reading, which it would be good if I could tell you what it's called, <laughs> but, uh, we can look it up later. It's talking about how the brain works. I'm, you know, I'm in the, still the beginning of the book and it talks about your amygdala and that's sort of your mm. danger zone. That is of, a physical part of the brain. Yeah. yeah. And it's sort of in the lower levels of your brain, sort of the more primitive. And it just sort of says there's danger mm. and it go And then it goes to the frontal lobes where they assess the situation. And so, like yesterday, I came out of my bedroom to go in the bathroom, like two in the morning, because bedroom, and I wasn't even asleep yet. Point of story is, I scared the crap out of Bella, because (laughs) she didn't see me coming, and she was scared. Well, she's still, like, sweating and almost shaking 30 seconds after, because Uh the amygdala went, hey! Danger. You're going to die! Yeah. And her frontal lobe went, oh, that's dad. Right. Okay, but it still went somewhere. Right. And what happens with a lot of past hurts is your amygdala remembers it way too much. Mm. And it never got addressed. And so now it's an even bigger hurt. It's a bigger hurt. It's a bigger hurt. And then you add in the shame of your frontal lobe going, no, it isn't. Mm. It's perfectly fine. You're overreacting. Wow. And so that's why. And if you want to go to the extreme example, like you took take somebody who has been in war, they know that a firework is not a bomb. Mm. But yet, when they hear the fireworks go off, the frontal lobe says, just fireworks. Right. It's 4th of July. Right. No big deal. Sounds like a bomb. Or, you know, the, the little girl who has been abused by somebody in her life who had a certain smell, who wore mm. a cologne. And 40 years later, she smells that on some mm-hmm. mailman delivering the mail, and she can't even talk. Mm. Because, you know, she went to, to flight, and she just shuts down. Yeah. And so, yeah, when there when there's no comfort, when there's no healing, wow, that amygdala gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and we don't know what to do with it. And the only healing is that comfort, is wow. somebody joining you in that moment, forming a positive connection, so that there can be some amount of peace in that situation, and you don't feel alone. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Well, and that's uh, that's how we're going to end it tonight, and we look forward to uh, continuing this topic in future weeks. Um, but this is the conclusion of episode 124. Please make sure you give us a like on social media. Not all social media we found out, but we are out there. <laughs> We're just out there. You can, you can definitely find us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, make sure you take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye-bye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. You know, you said follow us on all social media. All of it. That's not possible. That's true. Why? We're not on TikTok. Not on Snapchat. Rumble. Uh, We're not on Rumble. (laughs) We're on Rumble. I don't even... (laughs) Rumble and... I don't even know what that is. We're not on MeWe. Is that a thing? Hi, every guy. Every guy. Every guy. (laughs) Hey, every guy and gal out there. What's up?
breasts. Mm-hmm. The thighs are my favorite. Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll blow up myself. Oh, you're a good husband. I try to be. Uh, sometimes I fail. Me, myself, and Mags. My pans, once they get to a certain temperature, they go, they go, Boop. I got connections. Let me see what I could do. Oh, you're a good husband. I try to be. Uh, sometimes I fail. Um, but that's okay. And, uh, <laughs> I'll mark that one down. Um,